Welcome to Hold the Salad on the Cork Hill Network, a podcast with two foodies who know nothing about food, critiquing and sharing experiences of the most gourmet cuisine available that you can get for under a fiver in a pub car park. I'm Barney, the host with the toast. And I'm Herman. The uh, Do you know what? I haven't got the fucking thing up. Two secs. Cracking star. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> can I say no? It's literally one word that you need to know that's different to what I said. Can, can I just jump in now and we'll just piece it together? Do you do it again? Yeah, I'm keeping this in, by the way. And I'm Herman, the host with the roast. All right, each episode will have a different theme where we'll discuss, dissect and hopefully come to an agreement of what is the perfect full English breakfast. It's a good choice for the first episode of this podcast, right? Definitely. We've actually been talking about doing this podcast off and on since about 2015, but we've taken lockdown as a, an opportunity to do it. So we finally made it here to talk about our favourite subject in the world, which is uh, food. Well, mainly because during lockdown, well, I speak for myself here, but I've ate every form of food going. So I feel more qualified than ever to, to do a podcast like this. So, uh, yeah, we've not built for a while for obvious reasons. Uh, we're currently recording remotely from our respective areas of the country. Obviously, we don't metal for a while, but every time we do, we uh, we always seem to eat something, don't we? Like, we always have to order something or uh, go it's somewhere for something to eat. Definitely. Well, that's the best bit. But I like how when we do order, there's always an option of going large and... None of us will say it first. It's a quick look, glance at each other. Are you doing it? Because I'll do it if you do it. And then bang, yeah, both large, please. <laughs> With our wives glaring at us. It's like waiting for the other one to make the first move. Like, I'm not going to say large if you're not. Not a chance. But I'm so glad you do. And please, in the future, continue to do so. What we all say is that, I don't know if you've seen on like American films where they're like, Come in, have a bite to eat with us. And, and then they dish up salad. I mean, <laughs> you could have salad any day of the week. When you've got guests, yeah. then you you have something proper, don't you? But people, that's what I mean. People go out to, to fancy restaurants. And I often it with my wife, we'll go out. I remember we went to a place, I can't remember what it's called now. It's some kind of posh cafe in London. And she had a salad, which was like 15 quid. I was, well, if you're going to do that, why? Well, one, yeah. why? And two, I'll have a steak. And <laughs> they put a bit of salad on the side, but nonsense. Get rid of it. It's only to look good. That's the only reason they put salad near a steak, just to look good. So I'll send yeah, back, back off the side. No, no, no. She, she had an extra bit of, bit of salad, and I had a fantastic steak. But why anyone would go out and pay money for a salad when you can just eat that kind of crap at home uh, is beyond me. That's one thing I've always sort of had a, a rule of, like, I'll never go somewhere and eat something that you can have at home just as good. So, like, when I go out, you know, I'll have a steak. I could have a steak at home, but it's it's never as good, is it, when you cook your own steak? Let's be honest. It's always just thin and shite, isn't it, where I like it properly done there. Yeah. Or same with what we're going to talk about today, uh, the full English breakfast. Like, I don't know about you, but I cannot cook a full English breakfast. I either burn the bacon or I burn the sausages or I get the eggs wrong. And it just never, never works for me. See, I'd like to agree with you, but I actually can rustle up a decent one. I've had many, many attempts at it, many failed attempts. 
However, I have uh, some good ones. Oh, practice makes perfect, of course, as well as eating it. I've done plenty of practice with that as also. Yeah, that is what we're talking about today. The full English breakfast, a.k.a. the fry up. What, what do you call it where you're from? Oh, no, it's, it's still known as an English fry-up. It's just... Uh, an English fry-up. I've never called uh, heard it called that. Did I just say English fry-up? Yeah. Oh, I meant a full English, sorry. So, uh, before we begin, let's uh, give a bit of a history of the full English breakfast, also known as the fry-up. I've put a lot of re- research into this, actually, and by that I mean I've copied and pasted this from Wikipedia. A full breakfast is a substantial cooked breakfast meal often served in the UK and Ireland that typically includes bacon, sausages, eggs, black pudding, baked beans, tomatoes and mushrooms, toast and a beverage such as coffee or tea. It comes in different regional variants and is referred to by different names depending on the area. (laughs) In your case, (laughs) English fry up. While it is, I don't know that word, carry on, uh, known as a fry-up in most areas of Britain and Ireland, it's usually referred to as a full English breakfast in England, often shortened to the full English, and as a full Irish, full Scottish, full Welsh, full Cornish, and Ulster Fry. I like that, Ulster Fry. It sounds like a band, doesn't it? It does, yeah, a shit band. Country Life magazine states... The idea of the English breakfast as a national dish goes right back to the 13th century and the country houses of the gentry. Well, again, don't know that word. I never thought we'd be on a podcast quoting Country Life magazine. What has <laughs> happened? This is Wikipedia, the lowest you can get, and I still can't pronounce the words on that. It's still out of my vocabulary. <laughs> In the old Anglo-Saxon tradition of hospitality, households would provide hearty breakfasts for visiting friends, relatives, and neighbours. It's certainly uh, hearty, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think. I you feel, feel like we're going to pass away. Yeah, definitely. You feel it going through your bloodstream, almost <laughs> blocking up your arteries. But what a marvelous feeling it is! It is. There's nothing but once you've had that full English and you know you get that that sort of relaxed uh About feeling. To die feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Just slipping over. <laughs> Death be fry up, amazing. What a way to go. I it's always happened to me many times, I must say. I've not finished, there's more there's more history here. Oh, dear full- God is among the most internationally recognised British dishes, along with such staples as bangers and mash, shepherd's pie, cottage pie, fish and chips, roast beef, Sunday roast, and the Christmas dinner. So stay tuned for future episodes of Hold the Salad. The fried breakfast became popular in Britain and Ireland during the Victorian area. Area? Era? And area? It's near Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> and appears as one of the many suggested bre- breakfasts in home economist Isabella Beaton's book. <laughs> book of management. A full breakfast is often contrasted, example on hotel menus, with the lighter alternative of a continental breakfast oh. consisting of fruit juices with bread, croissants, bagels or pastries. Now, I, I, I do like a croissant if it's, if it's cooked correctly if it's well buttered you know i, I would eat a croissant for breakfast it's, it's always the alternative you always get that in, in hotels anywhere you go it's this continental but it's absolutely crap so we'll be uh, dissecting the full english on today's episode and we're starting at the very top bacon 
that's the centre dish, right? That's that's the main part of the English breakfast, in my opinion. What's your thoughts on that? No, absolutely. As long as it's done properly, and I always say, whenever I have a full English, it has the bacon has to be done properly. I'm, I can't stand this uh, stringy white fat. Get it crispy, or get it off. When you say uh, when you say bacon has to be cooked, you like it crispy. Like, how crispy are you going? Because some people have it like burnt to a crisp to the point where if you go to stick your fork in it, it just cracks. Yeah, no, I'm not after a cremation. I want it nicely, just so the fat's crispy. I don't want stringy flat. You know when you when you bite your bacon, the the fat will string and slap you in the face. None of that. Get it crispy so it snaps as well. What's your thoughts on those people who trim the fat off bacon completely? Health conscious, i.e. don't have a fucking fry up. If, you, if, you, if you're worried about the fat, you're in the wrong place. You're ordering the wrong food. Get out. The thing is as well, though, you can buy bacon without the fat on anyway, can't you? Can you? It's not so much I've ever looked at, to be fair. <laughs> I just obviously browse past that quickly. <laughs> well, that's what I've heard anyway. They call them yeah. bacon medallions. I that's, think that's uh, a silly rumour. Are we going smoked or is it unsmoked? Has to, has to be unsmoked. I've said before, smoke, you may as well go and get your bacon and just go and get a 60-a-day smoker. Just breathe all, breathe all over that, please, Doris. And then I'll stick it in the frying pan. It tastes dirty. It's got a horrible taste to it. Do you not like anything that's smoked, then? Uh, I don't mind smoky bacon crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Bit different. Yeah, no, meat, no, absolutely not. Okay, so we're, we're on agreement that uh, bacon is the, the main part of the English breakfast. And uh, next up, we've got more pig, which is the sausages. Um, for me, so important to have a sausage on a full English breakfast. But there's loads and loads of different types of sausage. There's Cumberland, uh, etc. What do you make of all that? It seems a bit... Um, no, I like um, I, I just like a British uh, meaty sausage. I'm not I'm not after all this. I don't know sage and mustard or just give me a sausage. Because you you can get them all and they mix all like the shops that do or like stalls that do just sausage. When did we start doing this to to sausages? Because when I was growing up, you know, we was lucky to get you know a, a bag of walls. When it comes to sausage, I like thicker ones. You know, Richmond. I mean, they take a fucking age to cook because you have to make sure you don't get salmonella. But I think if they are cooked through, Richmond are the sausages you want to be dipping in the old egg. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of the Richmond sausages. For me, they never seem to cook properly. Always goes, like, really hard on the outside and, like, mushy in the middle. You know, I, I much prefer the wool sausages, to be honest. It's a fair comment, but at least we both like a sausage. That's, that's the main point. So we're in agreement so far. What about eggs? This is such a broad topic when it comes to the old egg because you can have them fried, you can have them scrambled, you can have them poached, uh, boiled. Oh, the fry up? Uh, yeah, you could have them, apparently so. On the, on the morning of my wedding, I'll never get my uh, best man. We ordered um, full English breakfast and my best man asked for poached eggs on his fry up. And then when it arrived, he just looked at it and was like, ugh. Looks like a couple of bollocks. And I'm like, <laughs> what did you think you were getting? That's what a poached egg looks like, a, a scrotum. Yeah, well, when I was in America, we went to this breakfast bar and it was in New York. And I'd asked for, you know, me being all uncouth and not very well-travelled, I'd said, can I have a full English? 
Oh, we do we do our own full English. It's it's not as it's a bit different. It's much nicer. But I'll have that then. And she brought it out, and it was fucking crap. They have these like streaky bacon, uh, yeah. which weren't too bad, but it come with scrambled egg, um, something what resembled a sausage, but it was really long and bent round my plate. Um, and that was there. That was their attempt at it. But um, yeah, nothing on what we can do in England. Yeah, I mean, America is, uh, when it comes to food, is seconds. And by food, I mean food sizes. Let's let's get it right. America aren't the king of food. They're the king of portions in America. That's why they? I went. I, I was there for five days, must have walked eight, nine miles a day, and still put on half a stone. How do you have your eggs? Or is that a stupid question? It's fried, right? It's got to be fried. 100%, yeah. But again some places you'll get a fried egg and if they put it on a really high temperature and slap the egg on it, it'll be bubbles everywhere, popping. Popping like yeah. that. And again, that's you that's not so nice. Um but yeah, nice fried egg. Medium temperature, lovely. Yeah. Runner? Absolutely. You gotta dip the old sausage in the egg. I think they in America they call that over easy, don't they? Yeah, but it's no. It's a nice runny egg. What's your thoughts on those who go even further than that and they slap an omelette on there so they don't have it fried poached or scrambled they have like a, a full-on omelette it's just ruining the breakfast isn't it it's starting to get too busy now isn't it with the people trying to trying to tweak something that's already perfect and, and trying to make it more posh i think if you find yourself in um, a lot of uh, posh hotels you won't be able to get a fried egg you'll have to have an omelette or nothing and if you do it'll come out on a a tile or something. <laughs> yeah. Or a garden spade. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan of that. I want a plate. Not too much to ask, is it? Give me a plate. It's, it's all the rage now, though, isn't it? You, the restaurants don't serve food on plates. You, you know, you'll go into a fancy restaurant and ask for a cheeseburger or something, and they'll bring it out on a, on a fucking DVD case. And you're like... <laughs> That uh, that steak I referred to in London um, early on in the podcast, that come out on like this tile. But it was like a slate tile, but slate's got grooves in it. So like when I was trying to mop up my peppercorn sauce at the end of it, I almost had to pick the fucking tile up because it had all, I didn't want any waste. And of course, it got into the grooves of the slate. And uh, yeah, not, not that slate. slate, did you, in the middle of the restaurant? If we weren't dressed nice and it was a nice restaurant, I'd have gone for it. But uh my wife was looking at me to say, you dare. She knew what I was after. She knew I wanted the leftovers. You dare pick up that uh, slate, Herman, and uh, it's game over. So, no, I didn't. That is one thing for a, a future episode of, of Hold the Salad is uh, steaks. And we're going to have a big debate about peppercorn sauce. Obviously, we won't get into it now, but uh, watch this. And space. Diane sauce. Apparently, it's something's Diane. Oh, I thought Diane sauce was something completely different to what it is. But, yeah, we'll talk about that too. <laughs> So, moving on, this is a very controversial subject, black pudding. So, from Wikipedia, as I say, I've done my research, black pudding is a distinct regional type of blood sausage. What's your thoughts on black pudding? Yeah, God. Why would anyone have black pudding? You're ruining it. Stride blood, man. Why do you want that on your plate? Dried blood? Of course not. No, absolutely not. Well, it's, uh, it's blood mixed with, like, porridge oats or some... Oh, do you know what? If that's the case, stick a bit of Dr. Oakery, Oakery in the blood. Oh, fantastic. Let's stick it on my plate. No, it's blood. It's still blood. Majority of it's blood. No, get it off. This argument 
pretty much with everyone I know since moving further down south. Like where, where I'm from, it's obviously uh, much more of a bigger thing, but here it's sort of like you order black pudding and, and people look at you like you've just spat in their coffee. Um, I'd rather me, you did spit in my coffee. Well, what's the difference between eating blood and eating the meat of an animal? Well, because if I'm hungry, right, say if you're hungry on a desert island, you're going to... If you, say you, I don't know, on a desert island, somehow you come across a cow, right? I don't know how he's got to the island, but he's on the island. So I'm walking past this cow. This cow's <laughs> kicked. Made from pig's blood, not cow's blood. I mean, you might be able to make it from cow's blood. Of course, cow's blood's blood. I could make it. Um, so, yeah, walking past this cow, uh, I don't know, I've kicked its legs away or something, so it's passed away. Um, and then, obviously, you need food, don't you? You're going to cut the meat off because that's the nice bit. I'm not going to cut his vein and sit there sucking his sucking his blood out. You know that's not that's not going to happen. You're going to cut the meat off and use the meat because that's the nice bit. Same with this. Yeah, but if you could eat, if you could mix it with some, uh, you know, porridge oats and uh, fry it up. I mean, you know, you're not going to be able to eat cow's blood straight from a cow unless you've got a straw. It's a completely different concept. It's prepared to be. Prepared, Barney. It's not prepared. It's blood. It's blood, and what well, mixed with porridge oats? How? How have they even come across that? When do you ever have a load of blood and some fucking ready break and think, do you know what? I'm going to mix this, and it's going to taste fantastic. Yes, it's good thinking. Really, I, I think these types of things are discovered, right? But I don't know. I'm I'm a fan. What about white pudding? When I was doing my uh, research into this uh, show, I did come across white pudding. I'd never heard of it before, but it's basically oatmeal pudding, or in Scotland, mealy pudding, is a meat dish popular in Scotland, Ireland, Northumberland, Iceland, Nova Scotia, and Newfoundland. It's broadly similar to black pudding, but does not include blood. So it's obviously got everything, but without the blood. Is so that something to try? I'd try it. If it ain't got, yeah, I'd. It's the blood part that puts me off, but no, if it ain't got the blood, what is it then? Just, I don't know, stale ready drink. <laughs> yeah. Don't sound very nice, does it? I, I, I'm up for one of the things I do hate with when it comes to food, and it really is my pet hate when people don't try something just because they think they won't like it, whether that's by the, the visual aspect of the food or whether it's the smell. But you do not know unless you've tried it. So I'm, I'm up for trying anything. But Have you it, tried that pudding? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was disgusting. You're saying that you can eat, like in different countries and stuff, if you're cultured, you can eat you can eat a bollock. As I say, I if you're cultured. You have to be cultured for that? Really? Well, it's not something you get in England, is it? You don't just go into, you know, the, the nag's head and say, can I have a, a pie and bollock? You, know, you, you ain't been to that. Norfolk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's... Well, would, loads would you of eat a bollock? Uh, not if I had beans in the fridge, no. But you said that you you have to try everything. Oh, no. Yeah. Am, I, am I in my hometown or am I away, I don't know, where bollocks are the thing to eat? If I'm in, I don't know, where do we call If I'm in Uruguay and apparently bollocks the main thing they like to eat, I go into a restaurant and there's bollock soup, bollock ba- mayonnaise, 
bollock bolognese. I'm going to have so much for bollock in it. I'm going to try it because that's where I am. You've got to taste the food, get in with the culture. If I'm in a pub down the road and there's a bollock soup, I'm going to give it a pass. I'm No, thank you. I'll, uh, I'll stick to the, I don't know, get me a sandwich, get me a play almonds or something. But yes, I would try it if I was in that type of uh, environment, which I don't think, well, the sounds like I ever want to be in. I'm just picturing what a uh, bollock bolognese looks like. I had an image of like, uh, obviously the spaghetti with just three fuck-off sized tates with a bit of sauce, bit of sauce and maybe a bit of sprinkled pepper on top. But you, you you see them on, you know, kangaroo bollocks on the, on the, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, that show. And every time they bite it, any bollock, they do loads of bollocks and it always pops. There's a horrible pop. Um, so yeah, that, that put me off, but no, I'm all for trying stuff. Okay, well, speaking of uh, trying stuff, you can include other meats on uh, Fry Up. Um, it's not something that's traditional in my world, but apparently it's quite popular. Kidney, haggis, and spam. In Wales, they even like seafood on their Fry Ups. Uh, some even cockles. Now, I like seafood. I like a good cockle. Yeah. But I wouldn't have it on a Fry Up. Um, I can't imagine that would go together i don't think the mix would uh i don't think that would match up i don't think it would on a, on a full english breakfast everything you know complements each other but a cockle i don't know I, I can't i can't picture that being any good what's your thoughts on seafood on a full english you know how like old buildings british buildings are protected um and they're listed aren't they they're protected by some kind of uh, organization well i feel like we should do the same behold the salad could bring in some kind of protective armour, if you like, on, on the ingredients of a... Because I'm, I'm hearing seafood on, on, on fry-ups. It can't happen. It's a nonsense. So, yeah, we need to set up some kind of organisation because I'm, I'm not about that. I don't know what you mean, those old buildings. You can't cut, you can't paint them different colours and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. You could uh, preserve the full English well, they're, 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 stock. Yeah, they're left. Those. They're yeah. left as they are because they're nice. So... That's what happened, needs to happen with the full English. Although in Wales, that will class as the full Welsh, wouldn't it? It should do. I've had a full English in Wales, actually. It was very good. Um, so, yeah, they, they do it all right, to be fair. What about kidneys, then? Because I'd never heard of kidneys on a, a full English. I mean, kidneys full stop. What's your what's your take on that? So, yeah. Kidney, I, as in kidney, I, or kidney B? No, actual kidneys. Like, oh, man. So, do you not like a, a steak and kidney pie then? No, I honestly don't. No, I don't like kidney very much whatsoever. It's a weird thing for me because I, I really do like kidney. I like the texture. I like the taste. But it tastes like piss. So I don't know why I like it. It's such a such a weird thing. Do you, you quite like piss then, do you? No, no. That's that's the whole point. But I do like kidney, even though it tastes like piss. All right, so we're not in agreement on the old uh, black pudding. But what about mushrooms? Um, mushrooms got to go on there for me. Oh, I love mushrooms. Really love them, yeah. They're, I don't think they're very popular, though. So when I go for a fright with my mate, he'll never have mushrooms. Don't like them. But for me, um, yeah, definitely. I don't like it when you get them diced, though. They'll dice them. So they just end up sitting in a pool of, I don't know, greyness. Um, I don't want them greasy. I want them properly, proper mushrooms. Uh, not diced, but yeah, one one of the best things on the plate. How would you have the mushroom though? Because you, obviously you can get like 
the sort of the medium sized ones that you probably would have them cutting off. You can have them big mushrooms, you know, them them ones where you'd probably only have one, maybe two. Or you can have the button mushrooms. Now for me it's gotta be the button mushrooms. I think they fit nicely on the fork with a bit of bacon and a couple of beans on there. Whereas the bigger mushrooms, I think they, they collect water. Um they're really moist um i don't like that in a mushroom i much prefer the button mushroom what which ones are you going with yeah button or medium i think the bigger ones you're right um they, they never cook as well either and uh yeah they, they they're not as nice not as tasty um the smaller things are nice the tastiest things um so my wife says but uh yeah the, definitely uh the, the closed button ones the small ones or or the other medium ones and what about beans so obviously beans is the uh beans is the sort of in a weird way the the main part of the the breakfast in terms of it's not it's not the most outstanding thing but it's it's the bit that sort of completes everything so you've got you've got the beans there you've got the sauce obviously you mix the bean sauce with a bit of egg uh you know mm-hmm. a bit of what do you go with what do you do do you go, do you go with beans or are you holding the beans <coughs> Yeah, they never excite you, do they, beans? But they're needed. It's like that yeah. um, you need them, especially at the end. And we'll come on to why you need them at the end. But um, yeah, I don't like them all over the egg. Get it away from the egg. I, I always form like a, a barrier, if you will, with a with a sausage, maybe a slice of bacon. I want it. I don't mind it with that. Um, but yes, as long as it's not right laying on the egg, happy days. For uh, proper Alan Partridge, use a sausage as a breakwater. Definitely. So what's your thoughts on then those people that put their beans in a separate cup? Uh, so you see it in like these fancy pubs, they'll bring out the full English and the beans in a separate cup. What's that all about? Again, it's just trying to make it more modern, trying to make it more posh. If you don't like beans touching anything, you don't like them enough to be on your plate, do you? Exactly. You, you see them in no- little, I've, yeah, I've seen them in little, little trays, even little egg cups. Like ashtrays, if you like these little pots and and little pans, you get the, you get them in um in these little posh places. You get them in like a mini uh, saucepan. Oh God, no! That should be washed up by the time I'm having my breakfast. That's that's what I'm thinking. Like like we've established, the beans are the the glue. They hold everything together, don't they? And they just add that little bit of uh, sort of the the finishing touches to the fry up. But if it's not good enough to be on the plate then it's not good enough to have it full stop, is it? Exactly. If you've got to put it to the side, then it shouldn't be there. It's not good enough to be on the plate. But for me, it is good enough. I, I like beans. It's a necessity. Not the most outstanding ingredient, but uh, probably the most important. It's got to be Heinz. I cannot stand cheap beans. If it's not Heinz, I'm not having it. There's a big, big difference. Some people say there's no difference. There is a huge difference. You have, go and get some Aldi beans. Go to Aldi. Go, go to get some beans from there. Three pence and you still get change. And then go get a tin of Heinz. The difference is unbelievable. I'll only have Heinz as well. I think, was it Branston brought out their own beans? Yeah. I think they were hoping that was they were going to rival Heinz. But I know. Stick they, to they pickles. Wayside. Yeah, Stick to 100%. Pickles. So similar to the beans, depending on which way you have it, Tomatoes. Now, it is fruit. Fruit on a fry up for me. I'm not a fan. <laughs> to be fair, no. It's it's always. I often get it. You'll get like a, a half a tomato, um, 
what's been in the pan with everything else. It's I, I'll eat it because well, I eat stuff, so I, it'll be gone. I don't I don't want stuff on the plate after once I've finished. But yeah, no, it's always the last thing to get a look in with me. Mainly probably because it's the healthiest part of it. What do you think about tin tomatoes? And this is why I sort of bring it oh. to the beach. So, because the sauce or the juice or whatever you're getting it with the tin tomatoes could potentially replace the bean if, if it that's invades it invades the rest of the plate. What about potato on the uh, full English? So I'm looking at ash browns and also think we should discuss chips. I don't think chips have any place on a full English breakfast. Now, don't get me wrong. I love chips, believe it or not. I'm a big fan of the fry. Uh, wedges are all right. And chip shop chips are bloody superb. But on a fry up, it, it doesn't work for me. I think it's it's getting too busy now at this stage when we're talking about putting chips on there. Well, it's like you can't decide whether to have your breakfast or your dinner, you're struggling which one, and that's why the chips go on. No, for me, no, chips are not. I'm not a fan of any real potato one, to be fair. Hash brown, that's a traditional breakfast thing. I'm not against one of them on there, but um, in fact, I like that, to be honest. Yeah, a couple of hash browns. Yeah, see, I'm not a huge fan of hash browns. I mean, if they're on offer, I'll take them, but they're not my number one choice. Um, And if I have hash browns i'll only go for one of them but again if you have a hash brown it's really nice if you leave it till last and use that to mop up the uh the bean sauce or the um uh egg juice (laughs) (laughs) egg yolk (laughs) egg juice Um, no we've got we've got a perfect mopper upper um coming up and that is bread right absolutely but what kind of bread? For me, it's got to be toasted. Uh, if, fried bread, it gets too stodgy and it becomes too much. Don't get me wrong, I do like a slice of fried bread, but if I'm having a full English, it's, it's just too much. I like it in between. Uh, bread, just buttered, boring, but toasted. As long as it's toasted to the right, uh, the right grade, then um, I'm all for it. For me, on a on a fryer, there's a terrible echo with me. Sounds all right, my end. I hope you don't pick up. Um, no, for me, when it comes to bread, it's got to be it's got to be fried bread when it comes to a fry up. Um, I like it like a fucking doorstop. I like it thick, real big lump of it. You know the end. You know, like um, when you get like a bit of bread from the bakery and the butt of it is like about four inches thick. That's what I want. Um, oh, really? And that's, yeah, it, it's it's probably as filling as the whole breakfast on its own. Um, but yeah, you can mop everything up with it. Perfect. Tastes nice as well. See, I'm more of a fan of the medium slice. I don't like it too thin, but I don't like it thick either. I like it nice in the middle, nice and medium. It's uh cooks evenly then i think when you have it too thick it stays bready on the inside and i'm not a fan of that i've never had it bready to be fair the place i go is quite nice but again i wouldn't have it like with your normal kind of food but um it just complements a fry up perfectly the only other thing i wanted to get your opinion on really was cheese the reason being is a mate of mine when we used to 
go on the piss and then the next day we'd all we'd all we'd make our own fright we'd all go to the shop and and we'd all make make one and uh what he used to do is he used to slice cheese put it on his plate and then put the plate in the oven for 10 minutes so it all melted and then put the uh the breakfast on top of that is that something you've ever tried or is that something you would try not unless i was under the influence of drugs and or alcohol no um seems very odd thing to do but no i don't know if it'd be nice or not to be did you ever try it no i didn't go for it myself because back then that was before my uh the days of uh how can i put this (laughs) stretched waistbands uh so i was sort of somewhat uh somewhat healthy back then um so for me that was drawing a line and uh i thought no can't be doing with that um but i do like cheese so in fact i'm a big fan of cheese it's probably my top 10 favorite foods and another thing in cyprus apparently instead of like meat and that they have like grilled halloumi i was i can't believe, yeah i was just about to bring this up so I, I, it was an east end calf i went in in london and it's the first time i've ever I ordered a, a full English, of course, and it come with this weird stuff on the side. I didn't I had no idea what it was. Then I looked on the menu and it said grilled halloumi. And um, so I thought I'd give it a go. Um, and it was absolutely exquisite, beautiful. And I buy it every single week ever since that. And that was uh, seven years ago. It's fantastic. And it should be on a fry up. Wow. Okay. So in a minute, when we go to build our perfect fry up, then uh, that's going to be a contender for you. So, but before we get to that, we've got to talk about sauce. Obviously, we've talked about bean sauce and tomato sauce, uh, tin tomato sauce, should say, if that's your thing. For me, though, it's red and brown. Uh, brown on the sausage, brown on the bacon, red sauce on the egg, red sauce on the beans, um, or brown on the black pudding as well and hash brown if i have that what what sauce do you go with i'm going to shock you here but none wow yeah i don't like any i don't think there's any need for it you've got the beans you've got the egg there's enough on there you don't need to be having sauce um my friend he, he pours uh ketchup all over it tomato ketchup it just ruins it for me it's a clash of doesn't fit my palate, if you if you will. It's a clash of tastes, and no, I honestly don't use any sauces for for my fry up. I've got to admit, I can't imagine a fry up without a sauce. Now I don't drench it. When I do go for a sauce, though, it has to be a brand name. I can't be doing with cheap sauce, so it has to be either HP brand or Heinz ketchup. Um, if HP or Heinz want to sponsor this podcast, then uh, get in touch. I'll happily ad- advocate your brand on this podcast, but I can't be doing with cheap sauce. If it was cheap, then it won't go on. Yeah, and again, there's a massive difference. I had um, cheap uh, tomato sauce the other day, and it was so vinegary. It was horrible. Yeah, uh, I think they just throw vinegar in there, don't they, just to <laughs> boost it up. It's cheap. We'll slap it on. Yeah, no, um, no you you got to have uh, the name brand's when it comes to sauces. So what's complementing this then? What what are you drinking? It's either tea or coffee, right? Yeah, tea. Tea all it's day long. Yeah. Sugar? Yeah, no, I'll have a couple of sugars in there. See, for me, it's uh, it's not quite builder's tea. I don't leave the bag in, but it has to be quite strong. No sugar for me. And that just uh, washes no everything. Sugar. No sugar. Really? You, you seem like a sugar type of man. I do seem like a sugar type of man. I think when people ask me, 
if I'm having a drink or out and they say, do you take sugar? And I say, no, they, uh, <laughs> look at me, are you sure? Are you really? sure? Why don't I ask you again? <laughs> no. Yeah. For me, a cup of tea with it and two sugars, just the job. And, it, and it's, it's so important to have a drink after, isn't it? Because it's, it is a quite a, a stodgy meal, albeit lovely. It's a, uh, you, do, you do, need a, do need a nice drink after. There's a calf near me. They've uh, been doing, they're really well known for the fry-ups. But last year they brought out this like ultimate fry-up. So, of course, I'm, uh, I'm checking the time when they open. I'm thinking I've got to try that bad boy. And it's something like, I think it was like 10, 11 quid. Um, but the plate was absolutely massive. And, of course, I went with my friend, bit of a challenge, can we do it? And uh, the most embarrassing thing was is that, bear in mind, the tables are quite small anyway, but we were sat there. And everyone else had like these medium breakfasts. Again, who goes for a medium breakfast? But fair enough, small, medium or large. And we've ordered these uh, these gigantic ones. And the plates, honestly, probably four or five times the size of a medium one. And yes, I think you get like four sausages, four bacon, three eggs, which I struggled with. Three eggs is a lot. And two, two slabs of the old fried bread and everything else with it. But the only bit I struggled with, I didn't, I didn't want a third egg. That was, yeah, I'd already had enough of egg. But uh, the fried bread at the end, because you get two slices of it, um, I was a bit like, can I slip this under the table? But uh, my pride kicked in and I, I finished it off. I love how uh, it all comes down to a matter of pride and you'd actually consider stashing the bread away just so the waiter doesn't think that you've not been able to manage it. Well, he he was expecting me to do it, weren't he? I gave it the big end. Um, so I can't be then chucking a bit of bread back at him. So no, I uh, I, I I ate it. Okay, so speaking about fry-ups we enjoy, challenge, build your perfect fry-up, but there's only one rule. It's a max of seven pieces. So you can only have seven different things. What are you going with? Shit. Um, so we'll go with bacon. Yep. Sausage. Yep. Beans. Yep. Halloumi. Yep. Obviously bread. Oh dear. Mushrooms. Right. Egg. That is the perfect fry up for me. Pretty standard, apart from the halloumi. Have you ever had halloumi on a on a fry up? I've never given it a try, to be honest with you. But it's not something that I wouldn't try. I'd, I'd give it a go. Yeah, because obviously you like cheese. Exactly. But then I sort of think we're talking about protecting the full English from uh, cockles and mussels and, and stuff like that. But then we're throwing a bit of cheddar on there as well. I don't know. It uh, yeah, seems a bit I, hypocritical for me. Yeah, slight. But we were talking about extremes, weren't there? You was on about half an octopus on there. I had it in an East End traditional calf. So if, if it's good enough for them, that's good enough for me. And uh, so it's not a main ingredient, but because of the texture of it, it's, it's quite a sweet cheese. Um, yeah. and yet yeah, nicely grilled i have it in the pan actually just turn it over a couple of times and it is seriously seriously nice and it, again complements the rest of the ingredients yeah do you know what you probably won't be able to get halloumi on a fry around these ear parts but next time i cook one at home i think i'll uh, give halloumi a try and uh, i'll see how it goes give it a go you'll like it so my perfect fry up is bacon sausage Black pudding, 
Fried egg, runny, of course. Beans, has to be Heinz. Mushrooms, button. And toast, because the toast for me, I was debating whether to have toast or ash brown, but the toast for me is the, the perfect way to finish off the, the full English. So when you compare that to mine, obviously I've gone bacon, sausage, beans, uh, bread for me, fried bread, mushrooms and egg, runny like you. The only difference is you've gone with black pudding and I've gone with a bit of aloumi. What's the best full English you've ever had? I would say uh, a place called the Surfleet Caf. Um, yeah, that, that's probably by far actually the, the best. I've had it a few times, probably talking of a, I'd say about, say if I've had it 10 times, um, I would say... Seven. So you're in a position to get a good review then? Oh, definitely. Seven seven have been top, top notch. Um, so and then you, you often... That's telling me you're giving it a seven out of ten then? Well, but yeah, I think maybe I've been a bit... I'd say for, for the best one I've had, um, for, for I'll, I'll give it an eight. And in the Holder Salad official rankings, that ranks as, uh, shall we say, very good? Yes, yeah, a very good. A very good. Excellent. Uh, be nine wouldn't it and uh perfect would be 10 yeah so it, no I, i'm not gonna be dishing out 10 straight away but no it is a very very good fry up surfleet calf lovely I'm, I'm really undecided on mine but i'm gonna shock you i'm gonna throw one out there and uh it probably isn't the best one but it's the one i have the most vivid memory of and that's the gordon arms in uh peterborough when we went there and uh, we ordered the uh, big breakfast. <laughs> and uh, when they brought it to the table, we said, uh, ladies, your dinner's here. <laughs> because they came on fucking bin lids. They were absolutely <laughs> huge, weren't they? That's I, I, forgot. I don't think I was able to finish mine. And I'm really embarrassed to say that. But I don't think I, I finished it all. Well, you say you're embarrassed to say that, but... I was giving you, I remember giving you a bit of, uh, a bit of banter over that. Um, but I think I finished mine, didn't I? I don't know why I'm pretending that I think I'm not sure. I know I did. Um, <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was saying, you know, half a man and all that, but no, it's more embarrassing that I finished it because like you say, they were on bin lids. Um, we went there again and tried to order it again, but they'd been taken over and, uh, it was shit the next time we went. So I'm not going to yeah. give them a good review for that reason alone, but it used to be really good. They uh, got rid of the bin lids, didn't they? And got plates in. How dare they? Um, but yeah, that was a very clean, clean fry. Now we're surfleet calf's a lot more, uh, it's a back end calf type thing, proper greasy spoon, but good yeah. quality stuff. And this was a pub as well. So it probably isn't the best one that I've ever let's, had. Let's not forget that um, when we left that day, after complimenting the food, uh, the chef was changing a baby's shitty ass on his on his Ford Fiesta. So uh, that must be the white taste nice. <laughs> I think that was the second time we went when it was shit because we left and was already pissed off because it was shit food. And then as we're getting into the car and, and going, we just see the chef uh, there he is getting the older pampers off his uh, baby on the on the car bonnet. And we're like, great. <laughs> He even looked like fucking Chef Remy as he was doing it, didn't he? He had the old chef's hat on, he's white and everything. Yeah. Wiping all Marmite from his kid's ass. It's horrible. Um, but food weren't too bad. Just while we're on the topic, because um, I've just had another memory come up, but the worst you've ever had. Can you remember Little Chef? Yeah. 
Burger King was next door as they usually are, but it weren't open. So we got we sat down, had it, um, ordered a, a, a full English, and the sausages were like these. They were they only did veggie sausages, so like these Linda McCartney freckly things that like I don't look like a penis for gonorrhea. Oh, um, it was horrible. The egg was really cold. The beans I didn't move. It was honestly the most disgusting. And I will not. I'm a big fat. I will not uh, moan at restaurants. I will not say, look, this is no good. Um, right. And they bring me another one out. No, I, I won't risk it. Um, but I did go out. She come over and she said, is this any good? Uh, I said, it's absolutely horrendous. And she said, I, I've come and asked you because I know it's bad. Uh, do you want another one? Or I said, no, can I have my money back? Um, but the the awkward thing was, is my wife ate hers. Um, said it was shit, but she ate it. But when we went to pay, she uh, waved the whole bill off and said, no, it was bad. Don't worry about it. So wife well, got a breakfast. I didn't, but at least we didn't have to pay. But that was Little Chef, and I think they've shut since, but absolutely awful. Yeah, they have gone under now, haven't they? What I want to know is, how did she know it was so bad? And why did she give it to you if she knew it was so bad? <laughs> I said to her, I said, this is not fresh. And then, but when I went to pay you could see you know um for like so they're doing like burger vans they love these like silver bowls with the lids on what they put the stuff in and it, and it just sits in there yeah um, i think that's what they've done probably from like three weeks before but they because <laughs> when you put when you put hot hot food in there it sweats and it, i think the eggs were in there as well oh man it was awful that was the worst one i've ever had best surf league calf worst little chef so little chef gets the uh we need a name for this award Wooden spoon. <laughs> Little chef, you get the hold the salad wooden spoon award for the day. Well earned. Having a fry up the last time I went actually was it was two weeks before I went to get married. And uh, the week before I'd had a meeting with the vicar. And so we're sat in this tight. It's a real small calf, real small. I'm sat in there with my friend. And uh, as soon as the door opens, you're right in the calf. So everyone looks. The door opened. It was the vicar. So I was having having the food and uh, he was sat like right behind my shoulder. So then my friend would would, would thought it'd be funny to say, uh, "Listen, Joe, you before the food." Well, that was, I, I remember uh, I did think that I thought, "Do I do the Lord's prayer before me baking?" But just to look good. But no, uh, my friend ended up saying, "Listen, Herman, you're getting married in two weeks. It's time to stop seeing your side bitch." Um, so for my for my wedding day, the uh, the vicar thought I was playing away, all because of a fryer. Was it worth it? Yes, it fucking was. Right, so you've been listening to the Hold the Salad podcast. Join us next time when we'll be talking about what we'll be talking about. Why don't we go with burgers? Burgers, good choice. So join us next time when we'll be talking about burgers on the Cork Hill Network. That, that was the most fun I think I've ever had researching for a podcast. I'm <laughs> fucking starving. Let's do a quick check. Say something. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Most people will just go, testing, testing. <laughs> 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 Mushroom. Mushroom.